Welcome to another episode of Their Mass Verges. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yes. <laughs> Me and Scarlett have got a Monday off, so we're actually recording the episode on the day that we're going to post it. Oh my gosh. Not that it means anything to, I guess, anyone that's listening to this, because obviously they listen to it at the same time every... So I've just realised I'm going to post this at... Actually, no, I'm going to post this early, because uh, I'm going to have time at 12, so... Um, if you're listening to this, you might be listening to this early before the usual 12 o'clock post because uh, I won't be available to post it at 12, so I'm posting it up early. So, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. What I hope, a I'm treat. Not, I hope I'm not messing with people too much if you've got your routine and you've got your time that you listen to it and where you listen to it. I still listen to it at the same time. I guess, but like I'm a bit like that. When it goes up early, I'm like, oh, wait, when do I listen to it? You know what? My Friday podcast didn't go up at all, the one I listened to, and I'm oh, livid. <laughs> <laughs> really threw me. Uh, you see, so like, what if it goes up early? What if it goes up? If I saw it go up early, I initially would think it's twelve o'clock. It would take me a while to realise it wasn't because oh. I don't know where I watch and I don't really check the time. But like, if I get notifications of stuff that goes up and it happens at the same time, I start thinking, "Wait a minute!" Like, there's a weird thing at work. <laughs> What? Nothing. You, what's going on at work? There's a weird thing at work where it, that kind of happens. There what, was with a, the rotor? No, there was a system where like um, they post certain emails at half past ten uh, so I can process certain things through. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and um, recently they've changed departments and whoever it is that does it now doesn't post them all at half past ten. What they do is they just post them as they get them. So sometimes I'll like tick stuff off at like eight and then like at ten past eight they start coming through, but obviously they all come through at the same time normally. So I normally just, as they all come through, I stop what I'm doing and then get them done. But in this situation, because they're coming through at random, I see the email saying one's come through and I think, oh, I better get it done. And then I'm doing them in stages. But then when it gets to like half past 10 when they're supposed to come up, I've already done them all. And then I'm like, wait, what do I do now? It's like really uh, disorientating. It's, it's... Does it mess with you even more? Because I know you have your coffee and your apple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've started eating my apple at like half past eight. Oh, God. I did it the other day where an email came through and it was like Pavlov's dog. I just took a bite of my apple and I was like, wait, what am I doing? I've been at work like <laughs> half an hour. So you see, you think it's not a thing if we post the podcast early, but it could have ramifications you haven't even realised. What, people eating their apples too early? Well, not that, but that's specifically me, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I saw your look of, like, that doesn't happen, but it does happen. <laughs> but what's going on with you, anyway? Um, Not a lot, I don't think. I don't think there's anything um new or anything, you know... Any topics for discussion that I have? No. Um, however, I have uh, decided I'm going to buy one of those. You know, you, nightclubs. You know, when you you go into you used to go to nightclubs, and there's a guy that stands there with like one of those clickers. I don't know if they still do it now, but like yeah. back when I went to nightclubs, you know, so they could tell how many people were in and yeah. out, and you click one, click yeah. that kind of thing. I might buy one of them off. Uh, I don't know the internet somewhere, and I might click it for every time you say the word Christmas. I think. That's what's going on with you. You've, I can't remember if I blanked it out from last year or not, but you've you've gone into rabid Christmas mode. Love Christmas so much. But uh, I can't work out if it's come early um, or this was the same last year, but I was so traumatised from how you were a year ago that I uh, I don't remember. Um, but you've you've gone nuts. Um, I haven't gone nuts. You've gone nuts. Everything is Christmas. I mean, the Christmas adverts are on telly. There's Christmas decorations out. We went into Marks and Spencer's yesterday and their whole Christmas 
bit was up and oh like the noise like i didn't mind it but like there were genuine people <laughs> looking over from what they were doing at like how like frantic you got like it was just over like the variations of baubles but some woman like over in like the kitchen bit stopped what she was doing to look over they had some really nice baubles though um yeah i am I'm very much looking forward to christmas very very much i can't wait very excited mm. um what about you i don't mind christmas uh mm. i'm like i'm neither here nor there on it i i'm not i'm not a hater uh, and i don't particularly like think it's amazing either i'm kind of it's like everything with me i don't know what i'm saying it's yeah. like, uh I, i'm like I say i'm not fussed either way uh i don't normally have a tree uh i tend to if i do anything i used to decorate murphy used to put like tinsel around his ribs and like uh you know like christmas lights around yeah. him and that kind of thing I think one year I bought a Santa outfit for him. I was going to say, well, Santa outfit would be good. Yeah, I think I've done that before, but that's it. Uh, and I think the last couple of years I haven't even done that uh, since I got, like, moved flat. I don't think I've ever decorated it. But uh, I know this year there's a tree, so uh, there's a tree that's been got. So yes. that'll be going up. Um, but yeah, I'm not fussed. My only issues with it are the... I have some problems with presents and that kind of thing. I think I mentioned we did an Xmas episode a year ago, yeah, um, and I can't remember if I mentioned it then, but one of the things I was looking at this morning was an article about how Secret Santa gives... It, well, it says Secret Santa gives millennials anxiety. It's one of those articles where they write it just so everyone that's not a millennial can be like, oh, millennials, oh, you know. <laughs> that's I, I kind of thought that's the thing, and obviously I looked at all the, the comments on Twitter of it, and that was literally just like, oh, millennials, <laughs> like that kind yeah. of thing. But I've realised that I'm the same with that. I, I'm not a fan of Secret Santa. I'm not a fan of getting people presents, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, just because I'm not organised enough to get presents for a start. I have to try and find time within my daily routines to do it. And with me, I leave everything to the last minute most of the time anyway. So sometimes I get really like panicky about what to get. And I can't think what to get. And some people, you ask them what they want and they go, Oh, anything, anything's fine. And I'm just like, no, tell me what you want. Yeah. Um... And yeah, Secret Santa is one of those ones that I, I hate to do because, I mean, you've got the anonymity aspect, I guess, where you, you can do it and it doesn't really matter because whoever gets your present doesn't know it's from you anyway. So if you get it massively wrong or they get you something that's a lot better, um, it doesn't matter. But like personally, I'd rather just not be involved with it. Or like, you know, if someone gets you a present, but you don't think you know them well enough and you you don't think they're going to get you anything because why would they? And then they go, oh, I got you this for Christmas. And you just think, what? Then yeah. it's like, oh, should I have got you some? Oh, no, I didn't get you anything. This is really bad. It makes it look like they like you more than you like them or you're cheap or something. So, yeah, mm. I, I have an issue with that aspect of Christmas. Um, personally, I would rather that Christmas happened, but maybe the present thing didn't happen. But, you know. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a thing where I know you like. Actually, you're, you're a bit the same. You uh, don't really... Well, that's my, my... I don't like the present aspect of Christmas that much. Um, well, it's not that I don't like it. It's that I'm really bad at buying presents and terrible at knowing what people would like. I only really know what I like. So I don't... That's my worst thing. And I've got quite a big family to buy for. That's one thing I've noticed with, with me and you is um, the 
presents that I buy people, I'm good at eventually if I do take the, do somehow find a slot to think about it and get something. I'm usually good at getting the right thing or something like I take all my knowledge and what I've learned about that person and turn it into a gift idea. Yeah. I have noticed with you when you buy people stuff, you buy them it and you're only getting this and I look at it and just think, would they like that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, especially because it's your own family, I just think, yeah. I mean, you know them, so I'm sure they would. But I have noticed that you can't, you can't put yourself in the mindset of no. what would they like. You just think, if I was them, I'd like this. Yeah. Um, but then it's, I look at it and I just think that's a very you present. Yeah. Uh, and it's not something they specifically would want. But then the benefit of Christmas is when you give somebody something they don't want or don't like, they have to pretend they like it anyway. So you kind of get around it that way anyway. Yeah. If I, I it's just because there's a lot of people. I mean, there's not. It's not like there's a lot of like close people. I've got like my mum, my dad, my two sisters. But then my two sisters are in relationships, and then they've got kids as well. So like when it when you start going through the there it becomes you know there's quite a lot a lot to get for yeah but you could um, always just fake your own death before christmas and no, then, I won't uh, do that. come back from the dead after christmas but yeah <laughs> uh i'm very excited for christmas uh, is there anything else going on with you anything new uh not really um no uh, not, not that i can think of unless you can think of something well, I I was, you say something then like you know of something that i have forgotten well, I, well it's not really something that's going on with you i was just going to say this uh weekend you've done quite a lot of cooking slash baking mm. i was gonna say do you feel like that does anything for your burgers i've noticed with me lately i think with work uh i've got more so, like, because I've, I've got, like, my own department at work now, I'm in charge of, like, my own department and I have everything set out and I do everything yeah. in a certain order. And I've, I've become more methodical and even, like, OCD at times with stuff. Not OCD in the actual way, because even I'm a little bit annoyed when people say I'm a bit OCD and then, like, people that actually have OCD are just like, you're not a bit OCD. Yeah. No one's a bit OCD. Yeah. Um, but I'm developing, like, weird things where I'm noticing that something where I keep it has moved and then I'm really frustrated the second it I notice it's not there and I'm getting to the point now where I can go into the part that I'm working at and see it and realize that someone's touched something yeah and then I get angry and then I have to sort everything out and move everything and everything has to be done in a certain way um I've noticed that that in somehow like is relevant to the way I cook as well um like my cooking is the same I like following recipes and having everything done a certain way and like exact measurements and yeah. like that kind of thing. So as much as I don't think I'm very organised or I always say sometimes I haven't really got attention to detail, I have noticed that with that, I, yeah, I, I've got that about me, following yeah. like instructions and uh, doing everything exactly and keeping everything in a certain way in a certain place. Uh, I'm a bit like that with the flat as well, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, I found that it is quite soothing if everything goes accordingly. Uh, and yeah, it used to be when I cooked, um, it used to be an absolute mess. Uh, yeah. And I used to burn stuff or be like, this isn't right. But I think as I've done it more and more, um, it's got better. And I'm not really like, I usually, it doesn't matter how much I practice something, I either can do it or I can't do it. But I found with this, it seems to be going that way. Uh, same with at work, because I now focus on one thing, I've noticed that how I do things is more efficient and I'm getting like better at noticing stuff or picking things up straight away. I noticed the other day I was uh, testing a 
console and I recognised that three of the digits on the back of the console were wrong which made me think there's something weird about the console and I looked into it and it turns out it was from Norway just from noticing a series of numbers that were the wrong way around oh, wow. uh, which is something that I'm not good at obviously like with the ADHD stuff and that kind of thing but I have noticed that I've been living in my noise cancelling headphones lately more frequently and listening to instrumental music essentially classical all the time uh, and I feel like that's definitely got some sort of um, thing over my thought processes mm. or uh, how I'm doing stuff so that seems to be working but yeah apart from that I seem to be more organised and more uh, together lately yeah you seem a lot um, like happier I know happy is probably the wrong word for you but like a lot calmer yeah a lot more content with work which is nice to see because you spent quite a while being not so good with work but now you're like you seem really content it seems like everything's sort of like properly fallen into place now I know there's still things that happen that annoy you but there's always going to be things that happen that are a little bit annoying but for the most part you do seem a lot a lot better yeah I've, I've kind of ignored my usual burgerisms of um wanting to find my uh, true calling in life I haven't thought about that in ages yeah which is good because I think it just makes you, you seem so much more relaxed and so much like happier you're not dreading going to work all the time. It's, no. it's nice. I mean, like with obviously the job I do, I did think it's like a dead end job and, you know, people that aren't successful would do this job and that kind of thing. And I've always been looking for reasons to hate it and yeah. be against it and that kind of thing. But you pointed out that like it's, you know, what I do is I'm very like self-contained, uh, like it has the right hours for me. I work the days I want to work, you know, that's right for me. There's a set way of doing everything. I'm allowed to wear my headphones. I have like all different like adjustments made for me and yeah I, I thought about it and just thought like what else would I do and you said like no matter what else I decided to do I would probably hate it anyway so <laughs> like it yeah. wouldn't matter what job I got I could find my perfect job and I'd still have issues with it and I think that's just it's just me in general yeah with everything I do I think I look for the the problems with it first yeah. before I look at the positives of anything um, like usually after I've cooked something, you'll be like, oh, this is really nice. I'm just like, I don't know, the carrots don't seem right. You do, yeah, every time. You, <laughs> like you cook the most amazing dishes and everything you cook is so, um, like for me, it's always dishes that I would love. Yeah. It, you cook the sort of food that I love to eat always, but then you do always go, is this all right? What's wrong with it? Why is it wrong? And I just think it's really nice. It's lovely. Well, it's, it's one of those uh, things that I noticed you're the same with in some extent as well. Like, you can't yeah. can't take compliments. Um, yes. And I've noticed that on a lot of, like, Facebook pages and, like, Asperger groups. There's a lot of people out there that are on the spectrum that can't take compliments. So much so that they make you uncomfortable when somebody says something. You'd rather they never said it. And then after they've said it, there's this pressure on you to react in a way that you're not sure how you're supposed to react. You know, do you say... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know. Uh, or do you just go, no, no, <laughs> that's not right. So, yeah, it's one of those things that I've noticed that with a lot of burgers, it's not something they like to deal with that well. Uh, well, can't deal with that well is uh, getting compliments for anything. Uh, it's something that we're not good at in yeah. general. Um, but, yeah, so today's topic I wanted to look at uh, is something that I noticed uh, about myself and then something else happened to you, oh, I think it was this week, that I noticed was the opposite. And that was, um, I want to look at like centre of attention. So 
being centre of attention and how you feel about being centre of attention. Um, because it's one of those topics that me and you are the exact opposite on. Um, me being someone that always needs to be centre of attention and you <laughs> being someone that absolutely hates it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I realise this because there's just some things that I've done that I need to be focused on and it's if people are focusing on other people I have to do something that makes people focus back on me again and yeah. it doesn't matter what I do I either do something really good um, which will get people's attention or I'll do something really bad that will get somebody's attention and I found that being rude to people or saying things that are considered a bit controversial not in like a really bad way not like a I say like racist stuff or anything like that, not like that. But do you know what I mean? Like saying something at work that people are just like, what did he just say? Yeah. Um, so like stuff like that, just so people pull their focus back to me. And sometimes I've started like public arguments. So people like bring their focus back to me. And um, it's almost even like when people, you know, when I've said before that I don't like it when people name that their child's got autism or somebody else says they've got autism because they're after something. Yeah. There's always this need for me to make them aware that I've got autism. Obviously, I, I don't go to them and go, so do I. But I have noticed that I also will then suddenly appear and be around them. Yeah. Just because I want them to notice me uh, and realise that, I also have it. Um, and it's the same with if somebody at work's in trouble, uh, I, for some reason, will either try and get myself in trouble or say something or do something. Or And sometimes it's good stuff. Sometimes, uh, like I've said before, like the way I dress and stuff like that as well. Uh, sometimes it's I will do something that's good, that's helpful or useful or, um, you know, something like that. Um, but I'll always then tell people, so like at work with me, if I do like a good job or like if I do something that's like I think is a really good thing, I won't just go, oh, look at that. They'll notice that. I'll literally go and get someone and drag them over to the bit. I'm just like, have you seen this? And they're just like, what? I'm just like, look at this. Look at how look at that. And they're like, yeah, that's that's a really good job. And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I know it is. Like, look at it. Like, that's like, I mean, just I, I do that. And it's the same when I'm out in groups, when I'm in groups, I don't talk to just one person and when I've been out with friends and that kind of thing I'll talk to everyone but if I'm talking to just one person and we are talking and I'm about to say something that I think is funny or interesting I'll get louder so other people in the group can hear me uh, and then ignore their own conversations <laughs> and like focus on mine and I've, it's something I've, I've always done yeah um, I'm like just to I know were you thinking of the you wiped the surfaces in the kitchen the other day. You just you sprayed some spray and wiped them down. And I was sat in the living room under a blanket, really cosy. And you came in and went, look at the kitchen. And I was like, I'm sure it's great. And you were like, come on, get up. And you took me over to the kitchen and went, look at it. And I was like, yes. Well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just made me think of that. But yeah, that's I've always done it. Um, it's to be the focus of everything. Um, and for what, like I say, for me, it, 
it, I don't feel any differently if it's a good reason that yeah. I'm being the focus, or if it's if I'm a, if it's the bad reason. Yeah. Um, I remember one time a while ago, I got suspended from work, and I remember it being really irritating that I got suspended for work because uh, they told everyone that I was just on holiday. And uh, I remember thinking at the time, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, just on holiday. That's what I want. Because obviously, like the reason I got suspended, it turns out, was it wasn't a real reason. And uh, it was just a misunderstanding. It was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even something to do with me. But there was like a weird protocol to follow. But I remember thinking at the time, I kept wanting to go back into the store with people going, are you enjoying your holiday? And me going, I'm not on holiday. I've been suspended. (laughs) (laughs) So like, uh, I remember like feeling this urge to go and... uh, uh, but I wasn't sure why, um, other than I thought no one knows why I'm not at work and <laughs> people are having conversations and no one knows why I'm really off. Because, you know, like if you are at work and, you, you know, or you're at school or whatever and somebody has been like suspended or detention or that kind of thing, you'll go, oh, did you hear about whatever? And there's this part of me that was just like, well, they won't be talking about that because they think I'm just taking like some time off work. <laughs> So that's not very good. It's like when I got um, somebody got hit by the car. It was the same thing. I was really annoyed that I'd been signed off for three weeks. No, you know what you did do when you got hit by a car? What? You posted a picture onto the group Facebook page of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Nicky had this picture where his head was in the blocks and he had like a big black eye and all plasters over his eye and stuff. Like, he, he looked bad. Oh, no, I didn't put that picture up. It was a picture of me in the hospital bed after with the neck brace on. Oh, okay. A picture of him with the neck brace on and a big black eye. And Nikki decided to take a picture of it and post it on the Facebook page that, like, where you work, there's a, a group Facebook page. <laughs> and I do remember you did it, and I think I just messaged you. I won't say what I said, but I think I said something along the lines of, like, why did you do that? I took it down. I know, you did take it down, but I think that was probably because I messaged you to be like, what are you doing? But yeah, it's just it's just something that I've, uh, I've always done, and I think it's, I think it's a control thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it, I think it's, I've thought about it. It's, I think it's a control thing. I think because if I'm always in the middle of everything, yeah. then I can control what people are talking about and what's going on and like the situation. I'm not good with stuff where I can't follow what's happening. Um, and it only works in groups of people I know. So like if I've ever been to situations where it's groups of strangers, I can't do it at all. So I, I, I can't talk. I can't like have these big conversations I can't do things that would make people focus on me and I start getting like anxious and worried and like nervous about being in groups of people I don't know because I can't do what I normally do and I think I have to like this masking thing that I do I think I mask as someone that has to be you know talked about and has to be like center of attention and has to be that kind of thing because I think that's what I think NT people do I think that's how they operate mm. um you know I've I've always they're from NT people I know that's that's how they are um they you know they they always talk and not all of them but some of the people I know they always talk about like their own stuff and you know they they're bringing like relevant experiences when someone mentions something they mention something to do with them and you know that kind of thing and I just I, I think it's like just me trying to mimic NT behavior but like it's obviously my interpretation of it uh, and so I, I try and do all these like things that make me like the center of attention because then 
people are focusing on me and maybe not noticing my autism because I'm yeah. doing I'm doing things that are anti what people think autism is. So I think yeah. it's more of a way of hiding my autism by doing this thing where people are always talking about stuff I've done or the way I am or the things I say or uh, that kind of thing. It's even like um, when people first meet me, they get like weird and nervous and don't know how to talk to me and don't know what to do. But then I hear that people have had conversations about that. I always find out eventually, someone always says to me, oh yeah, they talked about you to me the other day. They were saying that they don't know how to, if they should say hello or like ask you how your day's mm. been and that kind of thing. And I almost feel like a like a sense of achievement from that. I was going to say, can I make a couple of comments? Yeah, go for it. So one, you you love it when people do that because you like to tell me, you're always like, yeah, this person, they're a bit scared of me. They're a bit nervous. And like we were out yesterday and you were wearing um, quite a big fluffy jumper oh the french toast the french toast (laughs) we might have to post a picture of the french toast but you love it you love it because it stands out and we walked past and somebody said what is he wearing and you loved it you absolutely loved it we got into the shop and he went did you hear that guy and i was like no you're like he said what is that guy wearing you loved it so i think you do like you you're right sort of any sort of attention like negative or positive I think it's a distraction. Um, I think it distracts from my autism. I think I do stuff that purposely makes it look like it's uh, like I'm. I don't know. I would say that the things that I'm people talk about to do with me are not to do with my autism. Um, And I think that's what it is. I do think about when I think about it now. It's it distracts from it. It makes people. Even though I've said in like episodes before, I'm annoyed when people forget that I'm autistic. Yeah. And then when I do stuff that is autistic, they act surprised or shocked or pull me up on it. And I just think like, well, why? Yeah. But then like I do massive things, like say being center of attention and like being loud and like being um, confrontational or being helpful or that kind of thing. It's stuff that most people who don't have like a proper understanding of how Asperger's works. It would make them think I wasn't. Yeah. And I think um, that's one of the reasons I do it. Because it, I don't really... I do get some enjoyment, but it's really brief, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm then like, oh, that's my day made up. But I have heard people, you know, when they get like one compliment of someone, go, well, you've made my day, and then they're good for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do that. I just feel like it's it's part of my coping mechanism is to do this yeah but my best bet is it's either to reflect so i mean to deflect so people don't know i'm autistic but also when you're what everybody's talking about you can control conversations and interactions and that kind of thing much easily when you're like the the like linchpin of the whole thing yeah um and then when things move into stuff that aren't to do with you that's when i start getting like uncomfortable and not sure what to say or how to interact with people or what to do and obviously being a burger you know there's that some people see us as like i suppose selfish in some ways so to keep things about me it's like when you talk about something you're really interested in and then somebody tries to talk about something else and you bring the conversation back to the thing you're interested in Mm -hmm. because that's all you want to talk about i just feel like it's a extension of that if you know what i mean yeah yeah like i said i've got a couple of things so the the other thing i was thinking was that um is it to distract from your autism or when we're talking about like when you were younger before in a previous episode you were saying that you were like this when you were younger. You always wanted to, if everyone wanted to wear green, you would want to wear blue. Or like you said, you always wanted to do the different thing. Yeah. But 
that was you said then that you thought that was probably to more be like hey I'm different mm. like you wanted people you knew that there was something different about you and you wanted other people to see it where with autism it's not always that visible do you think it could be to do with that in, instead of trying to deflect from your autism actually just trying to let people know yeah actually um before I, because I thought about doing this topic a few days ago, but I haven't really spoke to you about it. Mm. Um, that is actually one of the things I thought about. It's, uh, you've just reminded me that is one of the things is, yeah, at the time when I was pre-diagnosed, I wanted people to recognize that there was something different about me yeah. or something that wasn't right or quite the same. Um, and I didn't know what it was myself, but I figured if I just kept getting people's attention, whether that was bad attention or good attention eventually they'd be able to tell me what the difference was. I was just hoping that the right person would notice me and they'd yeah. go, it's this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's it. Like, a lot of my behaviours was just acting out so people would notice me. Um, and, like I say, that's doing things wrong on purpose just so people would know about it. Like, sometimes... I mean, sometimes I, it is true that I misinterpret what people mean when they ask me to do something because of the way I focus and the way I yeah. listen to stuff. But there were times where... I know what they want me to do, but I'd purposely do the opposite. I remember a good example of this is um, there was a fight in a classroom uh, when I was in school in a math lesson. And it was a fight between two guys um, and the whole thing kicked off. It disrupted the whole lesson and they pulled like 12 of us like lads out of the maths class because we'd all involved in it in some way. And we were all taken to the cafeteria with the head or deputy head, I can't remember which one. And I, we were told to write an apology letter to everybody else in the lesson that had obviously, like, you know, wanted to go and learn maths. Yeah. And everybody did it. Everybody everybody did it and everybody that kind of thing. And I, because I, I was the only one that, one, when they first asked me to do it, I refused to write yeah. the letter. But then he was saying that if I refused, then I'd have to sit there all lunch. And then if I still refused all the way through lunch, he'd give me an after school detention. And my school wasn't close to where I lived. And I had a set routine of things to do when I got home. So I remember thinking, like, well, I can't do it after school. So I'll write the letter. But I didn't want to write the letter as um, everyone else. Everyone's like, I'm so sorry. My letter was pretty much, I'm sorry that you think that I have to write a letter just to make you feel better hmm. than like you've done something. But let's be honest, no one really likes maths lessons anyway. I know you do. Don't put that disgusted face on me. I didn't know you back then. And everybody I remember doing maths, none of them liked it. So, do you know what I mean? Like 12 of us got into some weird fight to stop going to the lesson. Do you know what I mean? Um, And my letter was just like, I'm sorry that you have decided that this is a good (laughs) idea. Whereas everyone else just thought, just write the stupid letter. We'll go back to lesson and it's done with. But then he took me to his office and then sat me down and just like, look at your letter. Like everyone else has, they showed me some of the other ones and just said, why can't you do this? And then he went, um, you're going to write it again in here properly. And I didn't, I still wrote pretty much the same letter again, but I changed certain words around, but it still pretty much said, I'm sorry that you're still not happy with the first letter. And you think that bringing me in here will make any sort of difference because you're sat opposite to me and it's just me and you and like that kind of thing. And it went on for ages and ages but then I got bored because I realized that the only person that was noticing that I was out of the <laughs> lessons was him do you mean because everyone else that I the maths lesson was over they'd moved to their different ones no one would know why I wasn't there in the next lesson because the next lesson was a whole different bunch of people 
So then I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't want to do what he was telling me because obviously I have issues with being told what to do in general. But then I thought this serves no purpose. But then I felt like if I just gave in and wrote the letter he wanted, then he'd win. So I remember being like stuck in like weird situations like that just because of this. But it all just was because I wanted to, uh, you know, like get him to notice that I wasn't the same. I saw like 11 other lads writing the exact same letter. And in my head, I just thought, well, I'm not going to write the same letter. I even contemplated doing an illustrated letter instead before I actually wrote anything. I just thought maybe I could do this with pictures instead of writing. And like thoughts like that go through my head. Even when everyone else is just like, this is the thing you've got to do because this is what people do. In my head, I'm thinking, well, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. It's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, the concept that... Because I don't know if it is linked to... You said it might be linked to control, which as a person, you're quite... uh, uh, I don't want to say like a controlling person because that makes it sound like you're not like you're, you're. I know sometimes when I think about the way we describe my behaviour in these podcasts, <laughs> it makes it seem like I'm a really hideous person. I start questioning why you're with me uh, unless you're like some sort of prisoner, <laughs> and I won't let you stop hanging out with me. <laughs> no, but. You, do you know what I mean? I don't because that that sounds horrible. Like you're a controlling person, but you definitely like to be in control. I don't like the unknown. Yeah, I think that's you don't what it like is. the unknown. Um, but I don't know if that's linked because we were talking. We went for a run yesterday, and you were talking about um, basically your need to control other people in how they affect you, not in any other like you know you're not trying to. Uh, that I'm just taking an example, like a friend from work or a colleague that you work with, you're not trying to control their life like outside of work. No. But when they're in work around you, you kind of want to control them the, in that sense. The essence of it is I don't like the unpredictable, but if I control the way people behave and what they talk about and what they do, Mm. it's easier for me to interact with them. Mm -hmm. If people have erratic and unpredictable behaviour, I struggle to be around them because I don't understand what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to say. So like people that I don't see that often, I find it harder to talk to them because I don't know how they work and what they say. And it's not that I have to manipulate everyone, but if I can keep the conversations and the interactions to what I know... And what I'm comfortable with, it makes it easier for both of us to have a conversation. But if it doesn't go the way that I can deal with, the other person will also be uncomfortable in a conversation with me. So I'm kind of doing it for both of us because it's in a way that it seems like a normal conversation for them and us. But if it goes into a way that I don't understand, then the conversation becomes weird or there's no conversation at all. And I've been in situations with people that I don't know and they've been really long silences and really like awkwardness and we're not really sure how to talk to each other and what to do and I can see that the other person is getting like really like uncomfortable because they don't they think they should be talking but they they don't want to talk like um like when I get my uh, hair cut I've had I have the same barber over and over again but the last couple of times my barber's been sick so I've had to see a different one and because she doesn't know me and doesn't know how to talk to me she doesn't and my my other barber knows i'm autistic and all that kind of thing this this one doesn't you can see loads of other people in different table chairs and stuff all having conversations about things and she's trying but yeah. it's not really working and 
Do you know what I mean? Like there was like she was doing like some nervous singing at one point, <laughs> and um, oh bless her! Like she didn't know what to do because, and I've seen her cut other people's hair, and she's quite chatty in general. She talks to everyone, but with me, it was hard because I don't know her, so I don't know how she talks, and I don't know what she would talk about, and I don't know how to interact with her. So therefore, I can't. And she was trying her best, but like when you don't know someone, it's small talk, and me and like you. Small talk's not something we can do that well. Yeah. So there was like the first five minutes we talked, but then for the rest of like the half an hour of my haircut, it was just silence with everybody else chatting. And you could see that she didn't know like, yeah. like how to be or what to do or that kind of thing. I think she was worried because obviously in that profession, a lot of the customers want conversation. They want chat. They want to talk. So she might have felt like she was failing because she couldn't get conversation out of me. Uh, whereas with everyone else, she can talk about anything with them and that kind of thing. And, you know, there was part of me that wanted to say, it's all right, like, I'm autistic. We don't have to talk. Don't feel bad. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, whereas my current, my barber that I normally have, he knows that when we're silent, it doesn't matter. But then equally, he knows what things to talk about. And I know a lot about him now because he's been cutting my hair for like three years. I know a lot about like his personal life and that kind of thing. So I'll just ask him stuff about things I know he's about. But with her, I know nothing about yeah. her. So I can't just start conversation. And once you've done the, is it a day off? And, you know, what are you up to today? That's it. There's nothing else. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that either because it makes me think, well, wait, if we stay quiet long enough, they're going to notice that I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah. Which means why do I like the silence? They might notice something weird about me. But then is that not, linking back to the centre of attention, is that not good attention? Yeah, it, it worked initially when I was before I was diagnosed but after I've got diagnosed I notice I see my own autistic behaviors now okay. the the ones like the center of attention thing and think it's not a good thing that I do that so I try okay. and stop myself from doing it now obviously back then I wanted people to notice me like you said to notice that I was different but now I, I know why so I try and not let people like now I don't talk hardly ever when I'm at work yeah. and I interact a lot less with everyone the only issue I've got with that is a lot of people then take you to one side and ask you if you're okay, yeah. which I just think, oh, no, I'm fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to move away from it. But then sometimes I still do it because it's like a lot of things I do. It's like masking and that kind of thing. I think, why bother now? Everybody knows. But then you just, do you know what I mean, like you get into certain ways of doing stuff and you still do it. Yeah. But anyway, that's like a long like portion of this episode talking about me. I want to move on to you because you're the opposite on this one. Um good example of this with you is you don't like to be center of attention at all you don't no. like anyone to notice you you kind of like want to be like a social ninja do you know what I mean like no one knows you're there yeah you're there but no one really notices you're there unless they specifically have to talk to you yeah you hate it. I mean to the point where like staying on the topic of haircuts you won't even get your hair cut because you're worried that people will notice you've had your hair cut <laughs> and then come up to you and go, oh, you've had your hair cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is weird. You, you, you don't like people noticing you at all. Even me, there's things that you do that you don't want me to notice you've done. For example, this week you came home with that. Was it this week? Last week you came home with a bottle of wine. Yeah. And you tried to hide it. <laughs> you came back. You had a bottle of wine in your bag. You, <laughs> I, well, no, I... Because sometimes when I come meet you from work and walk you back, I'll carry your bag for you. Yeah. And, like, I remember getting in thinking, this bag's heavy. Why is this bag heavy? And I was like, it's much heavier than it normally is because you carry the same thing every day. So your yeah. bag is always the same weight every yeah. time. 
So when there's something extra in there, I can usually tell the second I hang it, like pick it up. And I remember thinking, like, there's something extra in here. What is it? And um, there was a bottle of wine in there. And you were just like, oh, I don't even know what you said. But you, you said something that made me think you bought it for somebody's birthday or something like that. I you, think I, you, you went, what is it? And I just went, it's a bottle of wine. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. For some reason in my head, I thought you bought it for, like, a, a birthday present yeah. for someone or something like that. And it was somebody's leaving do or something at work and you bought a bottle of wine. Yeah, I think you said it's for work. I think that's what you said. I think I said it's from work. Yeah, or some... No, I, I maybe I heard for work. Then. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, okay, it's for work. And then um, when we uh, got back, I was just like, so what, do we need to wrap this? I think I said to them, like, do we need to wrap this or what should we do with this then? And you were like, why? It's mine. And I was just like, it's yours. And I just thought, well, you don't buy alcohol. Why have you got alcohol? And you're like, oh, it's for a work thing. And I was just like, a work thing? And it was, it's like trying to get like blood out of a stone with you. Like eventually I got it out of you that you got it because you'd done something really well at work and they'd given you it as like a, like, look how, like, look how embarrassed you're getting now. People can't even see you when you look how embarrassed you're getting. Um, and yeah, it was, it was hideous trying to drag it out of you. Eventually you told me, but then you were kind of like, I shouldn't mention it. I was like, oh, well done. That's really good. And then you were just like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But why is that? You've always done this, as far as I know. Like, you've always, um, like, when I first met you, when we, when I first met you, when we used to work together, like, you used to have all your hair over your face. Yeah. So people didn't even notice you. I remember, I think I've mentioned before, one of the guys we worked with said, have you met the new girl? And I said, uh, I know of her. And he was just like, well, she's worked for a month and she's not even said hello to me. <laughs> so, like, and the, I remember thinking, like, I don't actually know what you look like. I remember yeah. that. I remember thinking it's just hair. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what your face looked like. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, you've always, you've got the opposite. You don't like to be noticed. Um, it's yeah. the same with when you got diagnosed. I was telling you to tell people, not everyone like I did, but to tell like, just like HR and like, um, you know, like the higher ups so that they'd know just in case. Uh, and you were like, oh no, 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 I don't need to tell people. It's good that I know, but uh, I, I don't want other people knowing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's for my benefit. And I remember thinking like, well then, okay, but like what if something, and there were stuff that was happening that I thought that would be helpful if other people knew, but you just, you didn't have it. You didn't want people realising you were different to everybody else. Yeah. But why? I don't know. Elaborate. I don't know. It's uh, it's just not really me, is it? I'm quite, um, yeah, I'm the opposite. I don't really like being uh, attention. Like I don't, I don't like the attention being on me very much. I'd rather deflect and have the attention on someone else. That's like where I feel more comfortable, being more in the in the shadows <laughs> yeah in the background yeah yeah like you uh you don't want people the thing is it's not like i'm like really shy or anything like i if i'm around people i know i'm not like really quiet it makes it sound like i, I am i'm not a big talker but you know like like when we used to work together once i got comfortable with everyone yeah i'm quite happy especially like i suppose because i was we were in charge mm. I guess I had to be a bit louder then because I have to tell people what to do. Yeah. 
But like, I'm fine being in conversations. I just, I don't want to be the center of it. It's not like I remember when I was younger, and you know when you see people are uh, getting married and stuff, and I, I don't know. I think like at some point my mum was talking about oh when you get married or whatever. But I remember watching weddings and being like what i would have to be that one in the white dress that everyone's staring at and everyone like wants to talk to and it's their day and people are like just looking at them because they're in their bright white dress that like you know you pull focus wherever you are and i just thought oh i don't want that (laughs) yeah i do remember thinking in my head if that's like getting married then i don't want to do that (laughs) but the like just because i really hated the idea of everyone looking at me and talking to me yeah you uh you always get weird when you think people are staring or might be staring um yeah i like sometimes i dress a bit differently but that's because i like uh comfy clothes so if if something's comfy and i think if i think it's cool i'll wear it so it's not that i i will try and blend in in that sense because if, if i think something's cool i'll wear it but I don't do it, like, sometimes I think you will wear something just because it's different. Yeah, yeah, I own stuff that, um, yeah, that I would definitely say that it definitely, it it does make people think, what has he got on? Yeah, and I think that for you is a thing that makes you like the clothes. I think with you, there's some things where you think that will pull focus, that will get attention. So because of that, I like it. And then I'll wear it. Whereas for me, I will look at something and think, that looks really cool. I like that. And what people will think of it is like a secondary or even like further behind thought. It's not something that would be, it wouldn't affect if I like it or not. Whereas I think with you, it is more of a, that's the reason that you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't actually be able to tell you what my fashion sense is is or what i actually like i do pick stuff based on is that a bit um and some people notice yeah i remember wearing a t-shirt somewhere once that looked really plain on the front and then on the back it's not and Mm. somebody looked at me and just thought that's a bit plain for you then as i turned around to get something they just went oh wait no no no." i think that was emily i think (laughs) emily was like why are you in a plain black top and then you turned around and she was like ah yeah 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 um, but yeah, why? Like, cause obviously, I would say that, yeah, now that I thought about it a bit more, the main reason I do this is to get noticed because I want people to recognise I'm different. And it's more so people will recognise that I'm different and help me understand why, um, you know, yeah. back in the day. And obviously, I, I still do it now because it's like ingrained in my behaviour. But obviously, you were diagnosed late as well. Like, but then obviously, as as an autism thing i suppose or an autistic trait was it just because you didn't want people interacting with you because obviously we're especially yourself you're not good with interactions and talking to people most of the time i think mine's more i think it's um i think probably a lot of it comes from in the opposite sense of you knowing you were different and wanting people to recognize you were i think with me i knew i felt different but I didn't want anyone else to know or to pick up on the fact that I was different because I think in my head I thought like, I, th- I think in my head I thought there's something wrong with me. Like the way I feel about things is not how other people feel about things. And I do remember when I was younger, like when I was growing up, there was a lot of times where I did 
think to myself like am i selfish is this like a, a selfish thing i used to th i used to question that a lot am i selfish and i think i didn't want to be selfish so then i would go out of my way to not appear like i was being what i thought was selfish but what i now think was just my asperger's um like for example um when my granddad um died i was i was obviously like it i was quite young at the time i think i was about 11 so i was about 11 years old my granddad had died it's the first time i'd really experienced death of someone that i knew mm. but i remember i was very upset for my my dad whose dad it was because i could see that it had really you know thrown him and i you know i was upset for my nan because she'd lost someone that she, you know she'd been so close with forever so i was I was upset for them and I could see that they were visibly upset and I felt that. But then at the same time, there was a part in my head that went, but when are things going to go back to normal? Because it had like messed with the whole, you know, the routines yeah. that we had in place. And I had like a set way of doing things. And I do remember in my head thinking, I feel really bad for them and I feel bad that they're so upset. And because I, I do have empathy, I could... I was putting myself in their shoes and like at the time I was thinking well if I lost my dad like I was 11 I was like if I lost my dad I'd be really upset because my dad was like you know he was he really took care of me as well so I do remember feeling upset for them but also having this big like underlying when are things going to go back to normal like hey guys like I need my routine to go back into place and I remember in my head at the time I was so conflicted because I was thinking this is really selfish of you like you shouldn't be thinking this at all you should be feeling bad for them you shouldn't and also i knew that i didn't have the same level of maybe upset that i should and it's not that i wasn't upset but i definitely wasn't feeling the way other people were which i think is again my emotions are a little bit different like they behave in different ways so i was thinking about other people around me i was thinking about my nan i was thinking about my dad i was thinking about my sisters because they were also really upset and my mum, you know, like everyone. But I don't think I was feeling what they were feeling. And maybe it was because I was younger as well. I'm quite a lot younger than my sisters. I don't know. I just felt like there was something wrong with me because my emotions were definitely a lot duller than theirs were. And there was part of me that was wanting everything to go back to how it was before. So I think that was something why I didn't want to be centre of attention was because I didn't want people to notice that I thought... Because I didn't think I've got Asperger's or I'm on the, on the spectrum or anything like that. I thought, am I a really horrible person? Am I, like, cruel and selfish and emotionless? And I, I don't know. Like, I think I thought I was just a really cold person because the way I responded and reacted to things were... had less emotion to other people. Yeah, because I'm still like I'm more emotional than you are, but I'm still quite muted in my emotions towards a lot of things. Yeah, the things you get upset about are things that other people wouldn't get upset yeah. about. So, um, yeah, uh, it's I think we've yeah, we've definitely mentioned that um, that, yeah, you do get upset, but not for things that anybody else would do. Yeah. And then the things everybody else gets upset for, you don't. Um, I mean, it's the same. It's the same with me. Like, I, I see people get upset for certain things, like what you talked about. Yeah. And I used to kind of just not understand. And I always thought that because I don't 
feel the same way as them, that they're just putting it on because they know they've got to, because the um, the situation calls for it. So they're being upset because they know they're supposed to be. Yeah. But really, I just thought, well, I'm not. And, you know, I was in this, I'm in the same situation as them. So one of us is wrong. Yeah. I couldn't see it as one of us was different. I just thought one of us is either I'm completely like shut off and, you know, cold to this or you're faking it. Yeah. And I could never work out which. Sometimes I thought it was me and sometimes I just didn't believe them. And then that would get worse if I ever decided on that I didn't believe them because then if they kept doing it, over yeah. time I'd just be like, all right, knock it on the head now, yeah? It's just me and you. Like, yeah. I know you're not really feeling this way. So, like, there's, I don't know who you're doing this act for. Um, and not so much with bereavement, but people that ended relationships. And then they get upset around me, which like, we both know you don't care. So, yeah. like, let's not go down this with me. Uh, and then they'd be like, I don't understand why you're being this way. And I'm just like, I don't understand why you're putting this on. Yeah. Um, so I had that. But what I was going to say, like, as you were talking there, maybe think of something for you in particular. So say you didn't want to get attention. Yeah. Surely if you're behaving differently to everyone else, it gets attention. Obviously, when uh, like a loved one has died, it's different because everybody's like, dealing with their um, yeah. like grief and that kind of thing that you don't really notice other people. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's me speculating a little bit there, but you know, you, they're, they're so consumed with their own emotions that they don't notice what other people are doing. Yeah. So you can kind of get away with it. But like in other situations, say, I don't know, some situation where everybody else is getting upset and you know that you are different and you're not feeling it. Would you ever pretend that you were feeling what they were feeling yeah. so that you didn't stand out, so that you blended. Have you ever faked the consensus emotion yeah. just so people won't notice you? Well, I think, that, yeah, so that's, I th- maybe I wasn't getting it across right, but I think that's you probably why, were. You probably the, were. That's why I um, don't want to be the centre of attention. And what I meant by that is when this did happen, this is just the, like, you know, this is, my granddad dying, the, it's just the one that I always remember because it's the first time I think that I really went, why do I feel so different to everyone else? Yeah. It was the first big thing that happened where everyone around me was acting in the same way and I just wasn't. So I was acting it, but I wasn't really feeling it. And I didn't, so I think I was, I, I didn't say to them, can we get the routine back to normal now, guys? I didn't say that. I acted, or well, not acted, but I, you know, I, I did the yeah I'm I'm really upset but it was more like I understand how you're feeling but I don't know that I'm feeling it and it was really confusing but I do remember it happened at night and I remember or, or like evening it happened in the evening time it happened like seven, seven o'clock in the evening and I remember like we picked up my sister my sister was really upset um and my mum said to me like do you want to go to school tomorrow and I was like yeah of course I want to go like what because I really I really liked school as well so I wanted to go to school so I was like yeah well I'm not gonna not go to school and I remember my other my other sister wasn't she was taking the day off fine but then I do remember I got to school that morning and I thought oh my sister said that she wasn't going to school today should I have picked to not do that and then (laughs) and then it was assembly time 
And my mum and my sister were there for the assembly because it was it happened to be Remembrance Day. Right. So we were doing a remembrance assembly on the day after like my granddad had died. And I was up at the front and I had to give a like everyone in my class had to say a couple of lines. We'd all been given a couple of lines to say. And I could hear my sister from the back of the room wailing. She was crying so loudly. And I remember like I stood up to say my piece and the first thing in my head was like, why aren't you behaving like that? You should be behaving like that. So instead of saying my lines, I just started crying, just full on started crying because I was like, that's what I should be doing. I should be behaving like she is. And then the next thing I know, like I'm in the car on my way home with my mum and my sister because my mum's like, you, you shouldn't like go to school. You're not ready for it. And I do remember thinking, oh, I didn't realise this would be the result of that. I thought I was just showing that I am the same. Yeah, because doesn't that make you centre of attention if now everybody notices that you cried in assembly? Well, you would think so. But so it was my sister wailing at the back. But also a couple of people in my class knew my granddad and had also started crying. Right. So like, I, I don't know, I'm from quite a small place. Like where, where I'm from is kind of small. And uh, there's... You know, a lot of people in my class knew my family as well. We, it was quite kind of close-knit. It was quite a small school. Mm. So there were a lot of people that were just crying because of this death. So I was just like, oh, I'll do what they're doing. So I wasn't the only one up there. There was, I think there was like four people that had started crying at this point. So I was like, oh, I'll do that because like I'm the one that should be. Like these are just kind of classmates of mine. I'm the one who's like related to this person. So I should do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I, that's I guess you've got to really like calculate because obviously equally, if you had random friends that were crying about your granddad and you weren't, yeah. that also would have made people notice you. But I I do remember it being a decision in my head, which is why I felt different because I remember it wasn't just a a thing of you weren't overcome. Yeah, I with... wasn't overcome. I remember standing up, starting to say my words, and then my head going nah, you you should be doing what they're doing. And then, like, kind of making the choice to do it. Yeah. Which is why it's probably, the like I say, the first time that I really went, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I behaving differently? And maybe I should go through the motions that other people are going through and whatever. But I, I do think that that's one of the reasons. Like, I just don't want to... Don't, I didn't want people to know I was different. I wanted to mask... That's probably why I don't like being the centre of attention. Also, like one other thing that is kind of smaller and it's just something that I think is when I was younger, I did get quite a lot of attention for like academically. I was quite, I I did well. I think we spoke about in the school episode, like I was quite advanced-ish in my year. Like there were other people that were really clever as well. It wasn't like I was the standout student or anything like that. But I definitely was in like the top sets for most things um, when I was younger. And I think I got a lot of attention for that, for being clever, especially with maths. Like I was definitely up like more advanced in with maths. So I got quite a lot of attention for that. And then I think, um, like, when I started really having some issues with school, with the, like, social aspect, when I got into sort of secondary school, started having more issues with the social aspect. I started having more issues with, 
like noise and people and not fitting in especially not fitting in where I felt I should do in some ways with femininity if that's the right word like a lot of the girls I were around were really interested in maybe like having having boyfriends which I know is very like stereotypical I'm not trying to like it just was like a lot of girls wanted boyfriends a lot of girls wanted to do makeup and a lot of girls wanted to do their hair in a certain way and wear certain clothes and I've I had a lot of issues with fitting in in that sense because I didn't have those interests I I didn't like anything to do with that but I think because I had all of these stresses of being sociable trying to pretend that I was into these sort of things so that I would blend in um and I think I've also spoken about before I was mute when I was at school for a a couple of years I think I think it was a couple of years where I didn't really speak to anyone um at all like I was very very quiet because of that all of my sort of academics fell as well they kind of slipped and I started not doing as well because I wasn't paying attention because I was so focused on other things. And then I think I felt like I'd let people down where they'd given me so much praise before for how, like, quote unquote, clever I was yeah. that I then almost like proved them wrong by not doing as well because I was f- focusing on other things that I think I just stopped wanting any praise in case I let someone down. Yeah, I guess so. Um Makes sense. I mean, but then, I don't know, with you in general, like, I think a lot of, I mean, almost like the same with me, like, if you'd have been noticed sooner or diagnosed early, I think your whole education and, um, you know, that kind of stuff would have gone easier. Uh, It does seem like the social elements of school and university are the reasons why both of us struggled with them, uh, because we weren't diagnosed and you're trying to go through that kind of thing undiagnosed. It doesn't, it doesn't go well because you can do the, the actual course but then there's that whole social side to it that you think, well, why would that matter? But it does tend to. It does, because it, it takes a lot of your thought process away as well. Because you're thinking about other things. You're not thinking, I want to do well in this exam. You're thinking, do I seem odd or different? I think that does take up a lot of, a lot of brain space. Or if you're just struggling with, like, for example, you, you struggle with focusing. Mm. But it wasn't really a thing where it was like, oh, maybe Nikki has ADHD or you know is on the spectrum or maybe he needs to learn in a different way it was more you need to just focus yeah or they thought that I a lot of people would like a lot of teachers and maybe some other students would ask why I've even bothered showing up yeah because my behavior while I'm there suggests that I don't want to be there do you mean like people would ask me all the time like so why have you even applied to university why did you even come on this course and I'd just be like I, I used to genuinely just be like I don't know gotta do something yeah. Um, and they just be like, oh, well, that's not really the right attitude. But really, it's because I was just like, I don't know why I'm here. But also, I don't know why I can't focus. But that's just how it is. But one thing I was going to say. Yes. Um, I've noticed with you that you hide events now. So not from me, but like uh, when we used to work together and I didn't know you that well. Like um, when you'd like ran marathons when you broke up with your boyfriend <laughs> um there was a few other things that had happened to you uh, yeah. i think your other granddad died while we were working together mm. um i noticed that 
because obviously it's harder when you're in a small community like you were back home. Everybody mm-hmm. knows everything anyway. And if you don't tell them, somebody else will tell them anyway. So you can't really avoid it. If yeah. you had a boyfriend back home and broke up with him, even if you chose not to tell anyone, your mom probably would tell everyone yeah. anyway. Um, or, you know, everybody knows your boyfriend and he would say stuff and word would get around. Yeah. But I noticed that because here it's not your hometown, you don't really have like uh, a close network of friends or that kind of thing. And you did, your boyfriend at the time was friends with people that you went to uni with, but they weren't people you worked with, so it didn't really matter. I noticed that you realised that because saying things like I broke up with a boyfriend or I've done really well at this or good or bad, you just knew that, there's no way anybody would find out unless you were the one that told them. Yeah. So you just used to hide stuff from everyone and not mention anything um, just because then you wouldn't be, like, centre of attention. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that you do that all the time. You even do it with me a little bit. Not so much because I can usually tell. I usually get it out of you anyway. But, yeah. like, the, if anything happens, big or small or bad or good, you just won't tell anyone. Yeah. And you'll just carry on as normal because then no one will notice or ask you about it or talk to you about anything um, if they don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I've noticed you do that, like achievements or, you know, things you should really talk to people about. You'll just not, it'll become something that only you know happened. Uh, because obviously if you mention it or that kind of thing, the only time it comes bad is obviously you can't lie. Um, so that's, that's where <laughs> it lie. falls apart. So like, if you've got a boyfriend like your last boyfriend, you were with him for a while-ish, year and a bit. Um, and some people knew you had a boyfriend. Some people knew you didn't. Some people didn't know either way because you never really mentioned him. But those that did know, if there came a point where they just went, oh, are you seeing your boyfriend tonight? You, because it's you, can't lie. So at that point, you'd think, oh, they've asked. Yeah. And then you'd just be like, I don't have a boyfriend. And then it's like, you haven't got a boyfriend? No, I broke up with him. When? Like six months ago. <laughs> you didn't mention anything. Yeah, I know. Are you okay? And then you've got to have that conversation yeah. and you think, oh, I've managed to duck this for so long. But you can't just say to someone, oh, yeah, he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like to avoid it. And that's that's the thing where I always find it's funny that they catch you is someone will ask you about something and you're like, oh, oh I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. I don't want you to to ask me these questions but you've asked me now and I can't just lie to you and say it hasn't happened so I'm gonna have to just get it over with and then they'll have that conversation and you'll just be like steaming ahead to just try and get it over with and move on to something else yeah yeah I've noticed that with you that you do that quite a lot I think yesterday um I think because we went into my workplace one of the guys you used to work with asked you if you'd been promoted or how work was going and you were just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't want to mention it. I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want to talk about my job. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ask it, tell you how things are going. Like, you'd rather just not mention it. Uh, so yeah, I've noticed with you, you uh, you don't like to talk about stuff. Whereas obviously, some people when they achieve something good, like say they're promoted or they get a better job or something like that, they're always telling people. Do you know what I mean? There's like Facebook status about it. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, some, yeah. Actually, yeah, something did happen. We did this, but with you, no, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you just like I'll just keep that to myself. Yeah, I had a question for you. It's more of a, it's a little one, but it's something that while we were talking about this, I was curious about because um, you 
I've mentioned before, uh, I know we bring up Emily quite a lot, but yeah. I'm bringing up Emily. So um, if you don't know, Emily's Nikki's ex-girlfriend and she was on a previous episode, so you should listen to that. Yeah, it was great. the episode's <laughs> called The NT Perspective, if you want to know which one specifically. Yeah, The NT Perspective. So um, basically, Emily is a really loud person who love like, I would say loves to be a centre of attention. Yeah. Not in a like, you know how some people are really attention seeking, not in that way, just thrives on it mm. and you've mentioned to me before that a lot of people don't really like emily because she pulls focus like she is the center of attention yeah i really like being around emily because she pulls focus so right. i can just fade into the background but i was thinking with you and her mm. when you were together obviously you also like being center of attention yeah did you like did you feel like the reason you worked well together was because she pulled focus to both of you? So she helped yeah, so bring she, attention to you as well? She did. Um, because she'd talk about me as well. Yeah. So she'd pull attention and everybody would pay attention to her. But then she'd then go, and this is Nikki. And then she'd list loads of like stuff about me yeah. in a way that, you know, would... Uh, would make it so people would know more stuff about me in general. And when she went away to stuff that I didn't go to, she'd tell people about me in ways. Yeah. So if I ever did anything that was m worth mentioning, she'd mention it. Um, or if, like... So, yeah, she never used to... It was always like she never pulled focus from me. Yeah. She just... Um, she just would make it about both of us most of the time. So if anything, she was better at starting stuff. So in those situations with strangers where I couldn't do anything and I'd shut down and not sure how to behave, she'd even get it in there with them. So yeah, she was more like an amplifier for that kind of thing. Yeah, I was just curious with that. Um, Did you only, find she helped? Yeah, the only time is, is she, she'd she always be the one that remembered. So I guess the only time that I'd have problems with that is after we'd had an interaction with someone, she's the one that then she'd be friends with them and she'd see them again yeah. and they'd be friends on Facebook and they'd want to meet her again and talk to her and that kind of thing. And obviously when we went on telly, um, like the same thing happened there, that whole episode. Oh, yeah. we on, it was mostly about her um, <laughs> because she obviously is, she's she's more. Yeah. As much as I like the attention, I say like the attention, I'm still not convinced that I like a lot of attention. I think I have to have it. To function, yeah. um, whereas uh, I know with Emily, she likes the attention. Um, whereas for me, it is more of a, it's just something I've always done. And like I say, it's it's, it's the remnants of trying to get noticed for people to realise that there's something different about me. And now it's just, it's still what I do. And there's loads of people out there that are late diagnosed that still do coping mechanisms that they did before diagnosis. And when you think about it, you think, why do I still do that? Yeah. But try and stop yourself from doing it. It's almost impossible. Whereas Emily likes the attention and I need it as a way of interacting with people. Um, but yeah, when we did the the telly thing, I watched the episode back and I was barely in it. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, I said loads of stuff and yeah. I did loads of things and there's loads of stuff I did and there's loads of things that happened. Uh, and I remember thinking like, but what, I know they have to edit it down to, it was like three days of like 12 hour shootings a day. But I remember then smashing that all into an hour. But I just thought, I think I've got like two sentences in the whole I thing. I know, I did feel bad for you because you told, well, you told everyone. I didn't tell everyone. <laughs> Emily told everyone. And then at that point, people started talking about it. And yeah. sometimes the, the episode of one is rerun on telly. So every now and then, some people will watch it and then go, do you know what, Nikki? 
I was watching telly the other day and you came on the telly yeah. and uh, they'd just be like, you never told me on the telly. And I don't, I don't bring it up, even though I was on it. I don't talk about it because I'm not really in the episode that much. Yeah. And therefore I don't feel the need to to mention it. But every now and then someone will be watching like early morning telly or like afternoon reruns and then they're just like, wait a minute. And obviously where I work, the turnover is quite high. So there's pretty much everyone I work with now wasn't there when I went on it. So they yeah. don't know I'm on telly on this like particular thing. And apparently the episode of morning actually gets shown quite a lot because I've had three different people saying, so I was watching telly this morning and guess who pops on my screen? And I was like, oh no. Oh, it's a good episode. You won. You won. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely, you're definitely more the attention one out of the two of us. But yeah, that's it for uh, this week. <laughs> um, thanks again, everyone that's listened. Uh, also, our Facebook group is getting bigger all the time. So feel free to get in there. And if you've got any questions or any stuff you just want to ask in general, it doesn't have to be about the podcast. It can be about anything you want. Uh, there's loads of people in there talking to each other. Uh, me and Scarlett don't really have much interaction in there. We do read all the posts. Uh, I do like a lot of them. But I don't really interact with a lot of them because a lot of them, by the time I've seen them, they've got like eight or nine comments that have covered all kinds of stuff. So it's not that we're not paying attention to it. It's just uh, I feel like I'd just be echoing what other people are saying. Uh, and there's so many people on there that know loads of stuff about everything. So if you've got some Asperger questions, you don't have to be on the spectrum. Uh, you just if you've got things about people you know you want to ask, it's also cool to go on there and do that. Uh, we've got an email, which is themaspergers at gmail.com. For those of you that don't like social media or aren't on social media, um, it's a really long process to get a reply on that if you uh, do go on that one, but we will get back to you eventually. I, I did go through a round of answering a load of emails just recently. Um, and anyone in the usual places, Twitter, Instagram. Um, is that it? There's nowhere else we are, that's no. it? No. Um, and you can private message on there as well if you want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye.